ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're here this hour taking your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our phone lines brought to you by White Claw. Hard seltzer, it is made pure. Unfortunately, we do not have White Claw. Hard seltzer provided to us here on staff. That is an oversight. We need to get corrected real quick here. Our text line is open as well, 304-523-2275-304-523-2275. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our producer, Ryan Sirk. It's been the Ryan Sirk week on the show because every day Ryan has come up with a way for us to talk about soccer. It's as if Chris Grassy, the head coach of the Marshall soccer team, has implanted him on this program to actually drive the conversation of soccer every single day. I mean, look, it's the off season. You guys can take a few weeks off. But coming up today on the program, Nathan DeSantos. He was drafted in the MLS Super Draft. He's what, top 50 pick, you know, no big deal here. Just like four rounds, top 50 pick, you know, going to go play uh, with Orlando City SC Soccer Club. Orlando City Soccer Club. At least it's not Orlando City FC Football Club. You're shaking your head in there. I mean, you're just just nodding your head, Ryan, because, again, you know, my soccer – is limited to Marshall. What's kind of interesting is that some teams do have the FC right. in the MLS. Yes. So I don't know what makes some pick soccer, what makes some pick football. I guess it just depends on where the owner's from. That's a fair. That's a fair point there. Yeah, you should have met me twenty years ago. I was. Uh, I have mellowed out on soccer. I used to give the Huntington High a soccer coach a lot of grief, and. Somebody told me one time that he was asked, why do you go on Paul Swan's show? He just takes so many shots at soccer. And Coach was like, that's the best exposure I can possibly get. What are you talking about here? You know, Because he was in on it as well. So we're going to have Nathan come on with us here in the next few minutes. He's going to phone in. We appreciate that. Save him a trip to the studio today for a few minutes. And we're going to catch you up. What happened with Marshall basketball? The women lose yesterday to North Texas. The men lose to North Texas as well. The men overcome a 10-point first-half deficit, still fall short in that contest. So we'll get your reaction on the text line again. That is 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Busy weekend for us tomorrow. Now I need to remind you, If you are looking for the game tomorrow on radio, if you're going to listen to it, you want to make sure you're listening to 93.7 The Dog if you want to listen to the Marshall basketball game. Because on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. It's the first round of the playoffs. We've got that game for you. Go on the air at 3 o'clock. It's going to be a long night if the Bengals win because I'm sure there will be a lot of post-game reaction on that one. But we've got you covered with the NFL playoffs and the Cincinnati Bengals. But 3 o'clock is going to be our airtime tomorrow for the Bengals and the Raiders. It's right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Again, 
Marshall basketball only on 93.7 The Dog. So just wanted to make sure you knew that. Slight programming note here. And it might be the same way again the next week if the Bengals win. Because I, I would assume they will play on Saturday again. Maybe if, if they're they're scheduling from Saturday this time, maybe the NFL puts them in the Saturday slot again. I'm not sure how they're going to go with this. TV might have certain requirements, want different matchups. I don't know what the schedule is going to look like. But one thing is certain. This will be the first time in a long time the Bengals win. You weren't even born the last time the Bengals won to the playoffs, Ryan. You were born after 1991? After. I was. I'm a 1999, December 23rd baby. Okay. So you were not even born the last time the Bengals won a playoff. Gosh, I remember it. I remember it. And then who I was had... the, Sorry, who was the quarterback? Oh. That's a good question. Uh, it wasn't Boomer, was it? I don't think Boomer. Yeah, because uh, I don't think it was Boomer. Yeah, I think it was Asias, and I got Now I got to double check that. Yeah, I got to ch- double check that. That's a good question because I remember the win, but it was so long ago. It's sort of like it's it's a legend. Like the Bengals actually won a playoff game at one time. Wow. Okay, I got to look that up. Good question. Good. That should have been a trivia question. That's a good. That's a good question there. Okay. Um, yes, I was right. I was right. It was Boomer Esiason. Okay. So I feel good about that. I was right. Sam White, the head coach, Boomer Esiason. It was a forty-one fourteen win over the Houston Oilers. So we're going back away. There's a lot of stories apparently on this. Uh, the uh, last time the Bengals won a playoff game, Germany wasn't officially reunited yet. Um, here's a story off Cincinnati.com. That's this is a good one. This this is really good. I should have thought of this sooner. So let's see what are some of the things that were happening here. Um, text messages were not a thing in 1991. Uh, that's an easy one. Uh, the first text message was sent in 1992. Bengals won 1991. Uh, George Bush was the president. W. H.W. was the president. And the Oilers were in Houston, not the Tennessee Titans. The Raiders have moved all over the place since the last time the Bengals have won a playoff game. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams had never taken their St. Louis vacation. The Baltimore Ravens were still the Cleveland Browns. You didn't know that one, did you? Uh, the Houston Texans, Carolina Panthers, and Jacksonville Jaguars were just things. People, I mean, yeah, they weren't things yet. They were just like thoughts. So what you're telling me is that n- nobody has ever said to their friend, hey, the Bengals won. So when they win this weekend, I will message you, Paul, saying the Bengals have won and be the first ever text message saying that the Bengals have won a playoff game. To me, yes. Uh, Tom Brady was 13 years old. I don't, uh, you didn't know that. The Cincinnati Reds were the World Series champions in 1991. That's sort of like a fantasy that the Reds win a World Series. That's sort of uh, that's a that's a legend. Um, you know, gas was a dollar 14. 
gas, a dollar fourteen. Um, gas was cheap. A gallon of milk was a dollar five, and let's see the number one movie in January nineteen ninety one. Can you can you guess this? I don't think the Titanic was out. I think that was nineteen ninety two. Okay, if I'm right. Um, I don't know how old this movie is, so I might look dumb. But Gone with the Wind. That is old. That is bad. That is that's a. Man, not even trying. Home Alone. Home Alone was the number one movie at the box office. Kindergarten Cop was number two. And Dances with Wolves, number three. Seriously. Um, let's see. Uh, Madonna's Justified My Love was a thing. Let's see. Um, Trying to see if there's anything else here. I, yeah, I think that's enough going down memory lane here. 1991, last time the Bengals won a playoff game. Uh, said you weren't even around yet. We'll have that game for you coming up 3 o'clock on Saturday right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. When we continue, he is from Ontario, Canada, so he would not even know about the Cincinnati Bengals because they don't have football in Canada. You can, you can call that Canadian football football, but it's not. You can call it that. But Nathan DeSantos joins us on the other side of the break, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We'll open the phone lines back up for you next segment. You can join us on the White Call phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line as well, open for you. 304-523-2275. We find out a couple of days ago that a couple of Marshall players from the soccer team drafted in the MLS Super Draft and selected 46th overall by Orlando City SC is Nathan DeSantos, and he joins us on the program now. And, uh, of course, Nathan, uh, we've been following along all week as we have brought into the fold just for the semester so we can get some credit grades. Um, he he thinks he's the greatest soccer player in martial uh, soccer history in Ryan Sirk. Now, how would you describe um, his play? I mean, is he the greatest, Nathan? Do you think so? Maybe close? Nathan, are you with us? Yes, I am. There you are. There you are. So, uh, how would you grade Mr. Cirque's play? You know, now that now that he's behind the glass, he's doing more radio stuff. You know, how would you grade his play? I mean, greatest of all time or close? Uh, he's definitely up there in terms of martial legends. He's definitely up there. I need to know some uh, serious information on him, though, because we find out from Chris Grassy yesterday that when young Mr. Cirque was late, he would have to sing songs. How many times did he actually have to sing songs? And is it true? Was Coach just messing with us? Were they all Disney songs? That's a true thing. You know, it's a, it's a rule for us. Anytime that somebody's late, they have to sing in front of the group. So everybody's had their fair share, and Cirque and has as well, for sure. So more than once, uh, more than once he had to sing. Was he any good at it? Mm, definitely more than once, but uh, I wouldn't say he's the greatest, yeah. How you doing, man? You um, you find out that you're you're selected 46th overall by Orlando City SC. You know, what's that like for you to 
hear your name, to know that you have an opportunity now to go to the next level and to play for Orlando City? Yeah, I mean, it was it was actually a little bit of a surprise. I was I was actually just eating dinner with my roommate, and one of my friends from home texted me and said that he saw on Twitter. So I didn't I didn't know up until that point. But uh, it's an amazing opportunity, you know, to to head down south and and compete there at the at the next level. It's, it's something I'm really proud of and, and something I'm really excited for. What's the process been like for you since you found out? Yeah, what's the communication like with the team? What are they saying to you, or you know, how does this process go forth for you? Yeah, as of right now, I'm just uh, I'm here in Huntington uh, and I'm flying out tomorrow. I've uh, just been you know training with the boys for now here at here at Marshall and uh, going to go down there and and start preseason next week and start training and and get right into it. It's a it's a quick transition. I was going to ask you. As far as your your career at Marshall, yeah, it's it's been a fun one for sure. You know, you've done a lot of things, you've accomplished a lot of things. You know, how are you going to you know manage your your time between trying to continue your career? Are, are you done with your academic studies, or you still have more to go? Where are you at right now? Yeah, I still have uh, I still have another semester of school to complete. I'm not currently enrolled, but it's something that I'm going to look to finish. Uh, you know, with some of the free time I have, either online or uh, hopefully, you know, in in the off season, uh, it looks like so. That's the plan currently. How does Marshall help you be able to not only continue your studies, finish what you started, but at the same time help you allow you to be able to pursue your dreams? Because Chris Grassy would push you all out the door tomorrow if you all got pro contracts, because that's what he is hoping for everyone on his team, everyone that's a part of his squad, he wants them to succeed next level. So, you know, what's it like at Marshall when it comes to trying to balance that between following your dream and at the same time finishing up your education? Yeah, it's, it's a really awesome experience. I think first and foremost, the, uh, you know, Chris Grassi and his coaching staff do a great job of providing us with a, a really professional environment where we can come in, train every day, and we have, you know, tons of resources. But on the flip side, We've got people working behind the scenes. We had, you know, he's no longer with us, but JT Melendick, who was, uh, who was massive in helping us balance our academics and making sure that, you know, we had all the resources available, whether that be tutors or, uh, you know, helping with schedule changes because obviously we're on the road a lot and we'll be missing a lot of classes. So, you know, the people, you know, behind the scenes do amazing amounts of work that really help us get prepared uh, and really set us up for success at the next level. Are you surprised that only a couple of players, including yourself, ended up drafted? I know there are a couple others that are looking at opportunities within MLS, but are you surprised that maybe you didn't see more players from Marshall end up being called, having their name said during the draft? Yeah, I'm definitely surprised just because, you know, obviously we have such a talented team with, with such great players, and I think uh, sometimes it just comes down to the situation in terms of, uh, what a team and what a coach is looking for and how their current situation is before, you know, going into the draft and, and things like that. So it was definitely a shock to me because, you know, you know, guys like Pedro, guys like Milo, and then some of the more senior players we have as well, you know, they're, they're players that are going to have a great future in the sport and are going to play at the top level for sure, without a doubt. The good news I would gather, though, is, as I learn about this as well, because 
MLS still has a far way to go before it's more mainstream outside of people who love the sport. Obviously, you, know, you love it. Ryan here producing the show, he loves it. You know, he's you know on top of it all. But MLS has a, a long way to go here as far as maybe becoming more mainstream. But this isn't the only option. Some of those guys, if they don't maybe find a team in MLS, be soccer. There are so many teams that need players. So really, yeah, this is a great opportunity for you. But this wasn't your only opportunity, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a it's a world game, and you know they're you know all especially a lot of our team who who come from different countries. You know, playing in different uh, different continents. Uh, there's tons of opportunity, whether that be here in America, in North America, or over in Europe, in Asia, in South America. So it's just really about being connected and, you know, continuing to, to look for opportunities and, and going from there. Now I'm kind of curious. You're from Ontario, and usually the primary sport in Canada would be hockey. So yeah. what, what made you fall in love with soccer over what, as far as I know— just from my years of loving hockey and following the sport, you know, it's the first, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth sport in everyone's mind when it comes to uh, what you talk about. What made you decide to follow your heart into soccer more than maybe pick up a sport like hockey? Which I would think, you know, that's what they tell you to, that you got to play, right? That's it's probably pushed down your throat. Hey, you got to play hockey. Yeah, I mean, you know, growing up in Canada, you're surrounded by it. It's definitely a, a hockey crazy country, and and the sport culture is really based around hockey. But um, actually, funny enough, I can't even skate. Uh, both my parents, uh, uh, they both immigrated to Canada when kind of they were in their their late teens, early twenties. Uh, so you know, they didn't have you know they didn't have that traditional hockey upbringing or or were immersed in that culture from a young age. Um, but I just started playing soccer first and, you know, I played, I played basketball in high school and I played some other sports, but soccer was always just what stuck and what I enjoyed most. How popular is soccer, uh, in, in say Ontario, in Canada, is it a growing sport there as well? Yeah, it's, it's massively growing. And, uh, you know, we're entering now the third year of the Canadian Premier League, which is Canada's first or not first, but Canada's, uh, professional men's soccer league. So they're heading into their third season and, uh, you know, they're, they're still looking to expand every year and bring in new teams. And it's something that's really exciting for uh, the young kids to be able to to look towards and work towards. Because when I was younger, you know, you didn't have that. You only had, you know, the three MLS clubs that are that are based in Canada. And that was about it. If you would talk about that, because you, know, you transfer in, you come to Marshall and soccer in the States is a little different than it is as far as structurally how you progress I mean, you don't have college soccer in in most countries. You know, that's more of a North American thing. So, you know, how is that structure here in the states? What you've gone through, and how is it different? And how is it changing in Canada? And as you mentioned, there's more opportunity now than you had. Yeah, I think uh, you know Canada's actually adopted quite a similar system to the U.S. Uh, you know, like how the United States has NCAA, we have what's called U Sports and. It's the uh, national kind of collegiate league for all sports. And with this new professional men's soccer league, we now have a draft as well, which actually be taking place at the end of January. So Canadian kids who choose to stay in Canada now have that opportunity as well. And I think it's been really introduced to try and keep Canadian players uh, at home 
and playing in Canadian colleges, whereas traditionally they would, the best players would come down to the U.S. to, to play at these universities and have the opportunity here. So the, is this more of a, this is the professional league though, the Premier League would be the professional side of this, and yes. is it structured similarly to how Canadian football is, where you know the roster spots are going to primarily be you know native Canadians with a few spots open for international players? Yeah, similar to to most leagues around the world, you have, you know, you teams are nations. They want their uh, their domestic clubs to be, you know, primarily made up of players from from that country, and then they keep a certain amount of roster spots open for for international players. So it works the same way in Canada. Yes. What are you looking for as far as your professional career? Are you looking to start in MLS and then work your way to maybe one of the European clubs, uh, or are you considering maybe going back home if that's where? You know, it works out for you. What's you know your ultimate aspiration? I mean, my goal is just to play as long as I can and and to continue enjoying it. You know, I've been lucky enough to get to live in you know a, a couple places across the U.S. Uh, and in Canada, and just because of this game, you know, continue to travel and and get new experiences. So I'm just looking forward to going wherever it takes me and taking it one day at a time for sure. Nathan DeSantos joins us, and of course, uh, we could go down all your list of uh, accolades uh, during your career. Uh, it's a long list, and it's uh, it's well per- it's well typed out here by Mr. Sirk. He, you know, he he typed it all out. And I'm sitting here, uh, you know, just going down the list and remembering when you know these moments happen, like Defensive Player of the Year, uh, you know, First Team All Conference. You go down the list, and you, you bring back so many good memories. Do you? Um, do you wish that uh, you could stick around longer? I mean, is it time for you to, to make this leap here, or do you wish you could, you know, maybe go back and do it just one more year? You know, where are you at right now as far as, you know, transitioning between college and professional? Yeah, I think personally I'm ready to uh, to make the jump and to move on to kind of the next uh, step in my career. But simultaneously I have, you know, so much love and uh, for this team and, you know, for these guys that I've got to play with the coaching staff, the school and, and the community, you know, they've had such a huge impact on myself and that's something I'm always going to be grateful for. How do you feel personally? The impact that you had, the things that you did, I mean, not only did you win a national championship, but you, along with your teammates, you created something here. You built something. This wasn't just showing up, having a good team, winning a national championship, you really created something here along with Chris Grassy and your teammates. You remember, you know, maybe probably when you started here, where it is now, it's grown. It's it's a lot more exciting to see the crowds that show up for a Marshall soccer match, and that wasn't happening a few years ago. Uh, definitely. You know, I actually, you know, when I played at my first university in Pittsburgh, I played my first official collegiate game against Marshall in Huntington. And I think there might've been maybe a hundred people in the stands compared to this fall playing against West Virginia. And I think we were over 3000. So that, that transition, that change, you know, the, it just shows how much, uh, what, what this group was able to accomplish in terms of success on the field, but also, you know, building a, a soccer community, you know, in West Virginia, which many people I think would not expect Nathan DeSantos joins us, and 
Yeah, that was going to be my next point. West Virginia has turned in such – I mean, of all places, West Virginia has turned into such a, hockey, a soccer hotbed. I was going to say hockey. You know, Huntington, West Virginia is a hockey hotbed only because of me. But you know, it's turned into a, a, a soccer hotbed. I mean, it was there before. There was always a um, – it was a, a sport that had a lot of interest before, but it's completely grown here. I mean, what are you looking for in the next few years as you look back and your pro career continues and you look back fondly at what's happening in Huntington and Marshall? You know, what are you hoping for for the future for the next you know generation of players to come in to kind of build off what you set? Yeah, I mean, I think the the goal would then be to have, you know, kids growing up in West Virginia and want to play for Marshall. And I think when I look back and I think about, you know, the impact our group was able to have on the community and, you know, coaching a lot of these kids and local teams, uh, you know, and them telling us that one day they want to play for Marshall. And I think, you know, I, I can't speak for past generations, but, you know, this impact we've had uh, and this positive influence, hopefully, on these kids. Like, I think, you know, looking towards the future, having, you know, Marshall, West Virginia be be made up of a lot of kids that are in-state and, and homegrown and really representing and playing at the highest level and maintaining that kind of that culture of, of excellence. Nathan DeSantos joins us. So uh, before you have to head off to Orlando City, I, I know it's a terrible destination. The weather's going to be horrid you know, in right. or- Orlando. I mean, you're going to miss out on all the snow here once again, and I hate that for you. But you know, is there anything that maybe you would like to, to say to someone listening? This is maybe your final opportunity to, to talk to someone for a long time. Is there anything you would want to say or express? I just want to say thank you, you know, to – to Huntington and the Marshall community, you know, they're always supporting our boys. And, you know, even this season, it didn't end on the highest of highs compared to uh, last spring. But, uh, you know, we're, I'm confident that this program is going to, you know, just get better and better. And I know we've kind of reached the highest of highs, but I think, you know, we're, we're prepared and we're set up for the future and just, just keep coming, you know, just keep coming down to the vet and enjoying games and, and participating and, you know, that, that's all I can say. You know, I'm grateful for all our fans and, and the community. Nathan DeSantos joins us. Before you go, any advice for me on how to handle Mr. Cirque here? You know, I've got him for several weeks. I've got him for the full semester. I'm going to be spending a lot of time with him. So what do I need to know or how do I need to handle him? I, I can't give you too much advice on that. Uh, you know, you know, if you if he's showing up late, anything like that, you might want to impose that that singing rule because I think that's something that'll get make sure he's on time and you know on his toes. You know, he he showed up 10, 15 minutes early the first day I had him. The second day he showed up about five minutes early, and then today he was like a minute and a half early. So I can't wait. I I am waiting to impose that. He knows that's a rule here now. Uh, especially with the the Disney song selection that apparently he's well known for. So, uh, yes, yes, he is. You're not going to get it easy, Brian. No, no easiness here for you. I shouldn't have had Chris come on the show because now I know. Now the city of Huntington knows that I can sing Disney songs. We'd have found out anyway, right, Nathan? You would have busted him somehow if I didn't. Exactly. Nathan, good luck. Congratulations. Looking forward to seeing you know what you can do for Orlando City. I think it's going to be fun to start uh, counting all the Marshall players that uh, make it to the MLS, and uh, you're part of that wave that uh, we're all excited for. 
Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Nathan DeSantos joining us. Can't skate. That's um. That's why he's not playing hockey. Can't skate. Exactly. We'll talk to Nathan soon. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll come back, and we will continue on with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our phone line also this hour brought to you by White Fall Heart Seltzer, made pure. 877-420-TALK, that's 877-420-8255. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN. 94.1 AM 930. Coming up tomorrow, the Thundering Herd looking to get win number one in Conference USA play. Still haven't found that win yet. Marshall's now in the midst of a six-game losing streak. Thundering Herd fell short yesterday, 69-65. against the North Texas Mean Green. Tavion Kinsey, he looked like Tavion Kinsey to a degree. 29 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, made 10 of his 19 attempts from the field. He was 8 of 9 from the free throw line. He looked pretty Tavion-like. Darius George, I liked his game, 18 points. The Thundering Herd just couldn't get it done. You dig yourself a hole, first place. You dig yourself a hole and you have to fight to get out of that deficit. And there was an opportunity for Marshall to win this one. I mean, that's the thing. You can take a few things away from it a little bit more positive. Three-point shot, still a work in progress. Texter writes, too bad it's basketball season and his Herd fans have nothing to talk about. Good grief. I mean, there, there's things to talk about. It's just I don't think there are things that we want to talk about. That's That's the problem. There are things that we don't want to talk about because of the fact that they just haven't found the right lineup. The chemistry is not there. Yeah, maybe the team is a year away from being better than it is. Playing tentative. Maybe, I mean, you're still trying to figure it out. We're here in the conference play now, and you're still trying to figure it out. And so how much of that is, you know, Dan's got to change it up. He's got to figure it out. He's got to change it up. And how much of that is, I mean, some of these guys, maybe you just, you thought better of them than they actually are. And you hate saying that. You don't want to, you don't want to talk that way, but there's got to be something here because you got to find a core group of guys that just want to go out and play. Coaches talked about this, you know, you got to get guys, you can just go out and yeah, they take the coaching, you know, you don't have to try to figure this stuff out, but at the same time, you know, someone's got to step up. You got to have, I mean, Keith Morehouse asked that question yesterday during the post game. You know, just you got to find someone to compliment Tavion. You know, somebody to to come out there and compliment him. And you know, you got to have more than just Tavion, Darius, you know, Obina, you need a better game from him because we expect it now. It's not that you know you're criticizing what he did because you know it just didn't perform well. It's like, hey, look, you've done better. We've seen it. We know what you're capable of. You got to do more of that, and you got to see more from Andrew Taylor as well. So again, you know, we'll see what Dan comes up with tomorrow. 
final game of the homestand, taking on Rice. We'll have it for you right here on the radio. It's going to be on 93.7 The Dog. I just want to point that out as we get Bengals football tomorrow. The Bengals taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. It's going to be interesting on Saturday, to say the least. Can the Bengals win its first playoff game since 1991? And can the Herd win a Conference USA matchup? It's going to be difficult, to say the least. Uh, I was looking at some metrics today. I got a couple of newsletters I get, that the, the metric stuff again. You know, I'm not sure that I'm an analytics guy. I'm not a... I'm not a metrics guy the way some people live and die by the metrics, but you know, I was kind of keeping an eye on, on some of the things here and I'm I'm gonna follow, you know, a couple of different stats. I'm not necessarily looking for pace, things like that. You know, not all the Ken Palm stuff, because the Ken Palm rankings are not rankings. It's more of a predictor, you know, who's going to win, you know, who is predicted to win, what you know, they're getting credit for a few different things, but I was looking at some of the metrics today. And of course, you know, some of the, uh, some of the, the obvious stuff like um, right now, the bracketology of Marshall get automatic NCAA bid 1%. Ouch. Projected seed. If selected 14. Okay. Uh, At large bids not happening. Uh, Regular season record projection. Again, some of the analytics I'm following. Uh, current record uh, uh, is uh, seven and nine in Conference USA. Zero and three. So projection for remaining games seven and eight. Final record. This is projected fourteen and seventeen. Projected seed for Conference USA tournament twelve. One percent chance to win the Conference USA tournament. Uh, the odds for the remaining games, uh, Rice 61.5%, FIU 46.7%, FAU 38.4%, Middle is a 58.3% chance, UAB is 19.7%, Old Dominion is at 32.4%, Charlotte 34.5%, FIU 69.8%. Hey! Play FIU more, right? Uh, UTEP, 38.2%. I mean, you're, you're getting the gist here. Charlotte looks like it's winnable. Old Dominion, they're giving the herd some credit. No credit for the Western Kentucky games. Uh, Southern Miss, if that gets played, the chance there is 69%. Again, this is all the some of the analytics stuff that I'm following. Uh, kind of try to change up a little bit about what we're talking about because the Texter's right. How many ways can I talk about six straight losses? How many ways can I talk about it? How many ways can I break it down? What different can I say about yet to win in Conference USA? What what is the different thing that I can talk about? So here we are. Marshall's got a 61.5% chance reigning game here, win odd against Rice coming up, and we'll have it for you tomorrow on 93.7 The Dog. Quick timeout. We come back. We will continue on with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. 
We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is still available to you. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Let's get you caught up on a couple of things. We got Marshall Tennis. Going to be in action in Charlottesville, Virginia, with duels against the Virginia Cavaliers and Longwood Lancers tomorrow. So we'll hopefully get John Mercer to come on with us next week and talk about that. On the football side of things, uh, again, we're trying to keep track of the transfer portal best we can where Coach Huff is making offers and we'll have a huge sheet. It'll be four or five pages by the time that it's uh, all said and done, which, uh, again, this is material that uh, we're generating for our intern to uh, turn in. Like, hey, look, this is what I did for Paul. I kept a list. <laughs> ben Johnson, six foot three, 282-pound offensive lineman from South Williamsport, Pennsylvania, a graduate student from Marist University receiving an offer from the Thundering Herd. So that's what the football side of things looks like. Uh, tomorrow, track and field meet on Saturday. Wright State's coming in, Cleveland State, Moorhead State. So home meet on Saturday. This will be before, of course, the game at the Henderson Center between Marshall and Rice. That's going to be a 7 o'clock tip. We'll go on the air at 6 o'clock again on 93.7 The Dog. That's 93.7 The Dog because we'll have Bengals playoff football on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. So the Thundering Herd and Rice tomorrow. Is this the Herd's best chance to get back into the win column? The Rice Owls are 2-2 two and two in conference play. They're 9-6. and six. The Herd, as I mentioned earlier, 7-9, oh and 0-3 in conference play. We're going to see a solid performance tomorrow for maybe more than a couple of players. Tavion Kinsey is one. We get a good performance from Darius George. That's two. Do we get Obina and Achille Killen to get back to where we think he needs to be? That could be three. Does Andrew Taylor, does the sheriff start enforcing law again on the court? That would be four. Can I get four guys in double digits? If you expect Marshall to win, then you're going to need it because it's just been Tavion and one other person. Last game, it was Darius George. Game before that, Obina and Achille Killen. And now, maybe it will just be Andrew Taylor. You never know, but if they want to win, it's going to have to be a four, at least a four-man performance. You got the call tomorrow. Ron Sirk, by the way. Um, you got the call tomorrow on Student Station 88.1 WMUL. Yes, I will be the color commentator for that one. Who's doing play-by-play? Justin Zimmer. Ooh, okay. Justin's doing the game tomorrow. All right. So if you get a chance... Flip over, check them out a little bit. Yeah, then come right back here. They podcast their stuff, so you can go catch it later. They, you do podcast it, right? Yeah, and if you want to hear more of me, I know you guys, you hear me a lot. So if you want to hear more, you can go over there. Okay. But this is a great radio station. If you want to listen to Paul, that's okay, too. I appreciate that. That's Thanks. Hey, I appreciate that. That's okay, too. So uh, Ryan Sirk will have to call over on the student station along with Justin Zimmer. On 88.1 WMUL. What's Andrew Rogers doing? What's, what's my guy doing? Too much important what's stuff, he doing? I think. Sorry, too much important stuff. Okay. Supervising, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Soon to, yeah, soon to be the voice of some NFL team or something. 
I mean, he's probably going to be, you know, whatever major job opens up, he's he's going to be right there for it. Five-star. They, did they tell you they called him five-star when he started as a uh, freshman at, at Marshall? He got to go and do things that freshmen don't get to do. Andrew Rogers is uh, known as five-star because he's a five-star recruit. Um, what was your your star rating? I was a three-star. Three-star, okay. Which, I mean, I'll take it, but at the same time, it's it's mediocre. It's Blue 60%. Chipper, right? Workmanlike. Solid. Room for growth. Exactly. I can't come in here as a five-star, and I'm not coming in as a one-star. So it's right in between, right where I wanted to be. Yeah, we'll get you, we'll get you the four. Minimum, we'll get you the four. Five, well, we're working on that. Yeah, we're working on that here. We'll get. You know what? You're mid major right now. How's that? How? That's a great term. It's it's all. It's not insulting, but it's derogatory all at the same time. You're mid major. That's one way to put it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's mid major. You know, Andrew Rogers is P five all the way. You know, Ryan Cirque, he's mid major. Um, don't let him call you mid major. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> Fair enough. Don't let him call you mid-major. Basketball action tomorrow. It's on the radio. We'll have it for you here. Then uh, Monday, we're going to be all snowed in. Uh, I've got it on good authority on Monday that all should be well with the Dan D'Antoni show. The Dan D'Antoni show should be fine on Monday. Uh, so plan on that. Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and the NBA will have a uh, a host of games. ESPN Radio will be offering up some of that content, so we're going to take that on Monday. So Tuesday, we'll be back here. Monday, however, we're going to have the Dan D'Antoni Show. That's not a problem. That's at 7 o'clock. Before that, we're going to have NBA basketball. Part of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's something, it's an initiative that the league has really taken a hold of and made part of the fabric of the NBA experience. So that's happening on Monday. So we'll be back tomorrow on 93.7 The Dog for the show to preview the Marshall game against Rice and then back for the post game. And then on Tuesday, we'll be back here for the daily show. Monday, NBA basketball. That means Ryan doesn't have to walk in the snow on Monday to get to the internship. For our producer, Ryan Sirk, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. This has been ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Everyone.